You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, I just want to start on a serious note. There's been a uh, big tornado, and I want to uh, say... You mean nearer to us than the others? Yeah, very near to us the, tonight. There was In a tornado. our state. 200 yeah. miles away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joplin, Missouri. Uh, and it, I've just been watching some footage on YouTube and the Weather Channel. It's pretty bad. It is bad. It's just that until something is closer to you, I guess you just ignore the rest because there were really bad Well, ones. I know there's others. <laughs> but yeah, it, that, I, mean, it's, I, I am like most people, whereas when it, it's very close to home, it, it hits me harder. Because like, I could have... Tonight we had some weird weather here. The, the right trees started it. spiraling around. I, I said to you, it was a big. It was a storm. And then what? It was weird. Mm-hmm. A and double then rainbow. What? Big, huge double rainbow. Complete double rainbow. As we went to, I mean, complete. Like we saw. Actually, end before to end. before that though, it, it went really dark very quickly, and the trees were circling around with the. It was like a mad wind all of a sudden, and the trees were circling. I looked and I thought, wow, that's like a mini tornado kind of. The wind's spinning around somehow. And then it went very quickly. It just went past, right? But then, this thing happened. I mean, this was close to that time, so it's just crazy. Big, massive, and people died, and it's very... It's very it's and I just, just saw one of the most... Mother Nature, I'm telling you. Mother Nature just kicks our ass, man. I just saw, like, um, a YouTube video that somebody took on their iPhone while they were all holed up in this uh, video shop. And literally, the tornado happens while they're in the store. Terrifying. You hear the whole thing. I mean, you don't see much, but you, the, the sound it's a, is enough, Yeah, it's right? a group of people, customers, just all in the back. Lay on the floor. And you hear this one dude, I, I'm assuming it's a manager, or maybe it's just somebody taking charge. Sure, I mean, yeah. like, everybody get back, get back, get back, and huddle together, and then you're listening, and they're all like, are you okay, and are you over here, and is this blah, 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 and then all of a sudden you hear this crashing, and the, the wind, and then people, one lady's screaming like, Jesus, 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 and I'm not making fun of her, because in that moment, who knows what I would think, but I mean, it just seemed like, it was terrifying, like your heart's pounding for them, because in the same tornado, people did die, and so you just think, there, are, they, there are buildings that were flattened. They all ran into a walk-in fridge. In Why the is there a walk-in fridge at a video store? Apparently there's a walk-in fridge, it said. It mm. said we all walked into a walk-in fridge. Maybe it was a video slash food store slash some, you know, convenience store of some kind. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know. We'll see the developments as the week goes on. Yeah, and, you know, I'm just, there's a lot of people... With no homes and stuff, it's crazy. It's really crazy, isn't it? It's, it's not a big town, so the whole town is pretty much. Yeah, and a lot of the footage leveled. you see is like the hospital there is just completely trash. Like there's no windows, there's no electricity. Well, it's not to trash. It. Like it's not torn down or anything. It's like the roof is torn and the windows are blasted, but other buildings are just gone, just like other tornadoes. They just it picked a truck up, amazing eighteen wheeler truck, and dumped it back down again. I mean, that's how powerful tornadoes are. When you see Twister, yes, it seems far fetched, but. Yeah, it's, it's like not. the real, it's like, we can't even imagine. I don't think we can imagine until we're, even. I don't think our brains can even comprehend the power of nature sometimes, really. We get mm. a little complacent with our safety. Twister's, you know, you can't say, Twister's an interesting movie to watch, but the ending ruined it for me. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, people are in tornadoes and it's like, what the hell? Anyway. 
We're not here to talk about tornado, uh, Twister or Tornadoes, even though we, ha- we have a little bit. Uh, it's Sunday, May the 22nd, Monday, May the 23rd, if you're um, still up at this time of night. It's about midnight. Um, it's 2011. We're, this is after the show number 173, and after the show is... What? After the show is... Uh, pay attention. <laughs> the history of the show, or...? No, just... It's us talking about a movie every week. Who are us? Yeah, you have to explain. Oh, how, you're, de- you're bringing this on me. Not like, the whole history. Surprisingly. Yeah. Oh, you are a Scully, and I'm Sid Duck, and we're married, and we talk about movies. <laughs> and we've done 173 <laughs> shows. 172, yes. this is our... It's been a long day, and so I'm going to try to find the energy, but it's I'm just I'm real. I'm going to say it like it is. I'm running out of energy, so... You have to wake up. You can't spring shit on me. You can't spring it on me and go, okay, give us the history of the show, and what is it? Da-da-da. I'm All just right, saying. so um, the movie we're looking at this week is the movie I Am Number 4. This is a 2011 movie, actually in the theatres in February, I believe. Um... Pretty quick to DVD, Blu-ray. We're looking at the Blu-ray release. This is released on Blu-ray on the 24th of April, 2011. Would that be this week? No, that's last month. That would be tomorrow, Tuesday. That's last month. Oh, sorry, the 24th of May, 2011. (laughs) So you can pick up this Blu-ray this Tuesday. Um, Yeah, it's not a month old. Um, And it's from our friends at Disney... And you are going to tell us the synopsis of this movie. Oh, God, more thinking. You really want, you're really wanting me to snap to it here. I Am Number Four is... I Am Number Five. Um, oh, really? You squeezed right in there between them. Yeah. It is... Uh, that's an interesting one. To, to, okay. Um, but I don't want to give away lots of things here. It is... Um, you do this one. I don't know how to describe it. Honestly, don't. I don't know how to s- sum it up. Well, without spoiling anything. I just how to sum it up. I mean... You can sum it up. Well, a, a dude who appears to be a teenager is going to battle some other dudes who are from another planet. <laughs> they need to ride that on the back and, of the box. <laughs> and there's a high school and a Should bully. Should read what's on the back stuff. of the box? And the guy from Deadwood is in it? I think that's good. Some dude's going to fight a dude. There's a dude. Is it Rocky? Is it like Rocky? Well, the thing is, right, I knew nothing about it, so I loved having no knowledge of anything. So it's kind of hard for me to pick out the things that might entice All right, so a dude people. fights a dude. A dude needs to fight some other dudes who are very tall, by the way, and very cool looking. Menacing. And they're not from this planet. But it's not like super sci-fi or anything. Do you want me to go on? No, I think you're good. <laughs> All right, so I am number four. Um... I didn't know a lot about it either. I knew nothing. Like, zero? Um, in fact, like, zero, zero. Right, but it was a, um, you know, a biggish movie at the beginning of this year. I did see it advertised all over the place. Didn't really know much about it either. Actually thought from... I did see a trailer for it when it came out. And I thought it was kind of like a teen yeah. kind of movie. And it kind of is. I mean, it started off and I'm thinking, okay, are we going into the... What's it called? The Vampire Kids... Like a Twilight. Yeah. Yeah, not, not necessarily. No, it wasn't. Yeah. I'm just saying, it started out like high school, and I'm like, mm, what's this? What's this? Yeah, what? and that's, you know. All right, so let me just uh, start with what, you know. I had some fun with this movie. I did too. I um, actually really enjoyed it. Like, thoroughly enjoyed I it. I had reservations because the director, DJ Caruso, he did Eagle Eye, which was his last movie. And I hated Eagle Eye. That's another dude. The LaBeouf. LaBeouf. 
I really did not like Eagle Eye. In fact, Eagle Eye was one of those ones where I saw the trailer and I was very excited about it because it looked interesting. That trailer, the way they did the trailer was like, oh, wow, I really like you that. Made, it made you think of Enemy of the State. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he's, he doesn't know and something's telling him to go somewhere. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of cool. But then the movie was a, really a big pile of shit. In fact, we reviewed the movie. And if you go back and listen to it, whichever number after the show it is, we did rag on it very badly. Um, so I was a bit worried because it's another DJ Caruso movie. I was on the back of Eagle Eye, but pleasantly surprised because I had fun. I did. And it's a new thing to me. It's not like Spider-Man or something that I know at all. It's like this new thing. Like it's um, from a novel. Yeah, it's from a, it's from a novel, but to me, it's a brand new thing. Like I don't know nothing about it. I don't know what his powers are. I don't know. That he, I didn't even. I didn't, I didn't even know he had powers. Nothing. No, I actually didn't. I did. I didn't even know what it meant. I am number four. I mean. So if you want to watch this movie without knowing anything, just stop now. Don't listen to us. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not. I'm not gonna. We're not and actually, anything. interestingly enough, the cover gives nothing away. The covers crap. But it gives nothing away. So is it good in a way? Because it doesn't show anything. No, it's crap. Yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> It, it could have shown him with his hands All it up. needs is the really cool logo right on the front, or one of the the side of one of those guys' heads with the groovy tattoo. Well, I was thinking it could have had the guy with his hands up, or some of that stuff, the guy with the tattoos and all that stuff, and then it would have given too much away, but that doesn't. It just gives nothing away. I thought, looking at that cover, I thought it could be a high school drama, for as far as I know. That's why it's crappy, because it's totally bad. I mean, it's totally bad. Well, I like that it undersells it, because when you... What Whatever. you do... What, <laughs> Well, what you do get is much better than that. Yeah, but then... But, but I had some problems I had with it. Um, the cover? As, no, the movie. Oh, right. Aside from having fun with it. Um, it felt like a Warner Brothers TV show at points. Like a, a Smallville or a... Um, yes. That kind of quality to the it. building of the little relationship. Buffy, maybe, or something like that. Like, a, it felt... Yeah, a bit too... I think you're outgrowing that what would have been to us 80s teenage romance movie yeah. moments where there's a lot of looking up with the doughy Sultry eyes and, and the, like, like looking down and kind of fidgeting when you're trying to build this little relationship and uh, taped on top of that, they try to make these two in- more interesting characters, which they are. The girl's got a little bit more interesting stuff to her. The dude is a little more interesting. But it's still the same thing. We need a dude who's handsome, who flirts with the girl, and she's like a little bit different. The high school game. drama yeah, exactly. sections of this movie are very um, saccharine. generic. Saccharine. Saccharine. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, um, you've seen it a million times. You know, there's a there's literally a and yet, bully it's got story. And a little bit of charm to it. It does, but there was parts of it where I was kind of like, this feels like either movie of the week or Warner Brothers drama show of the week. Yeah. Aimed purely at, like, teens who would really dig this stuff. And maybe I'm a little bit too old for this. Maybe. But once it kicked into gear, which it does fairly quickly, and the, the beginning scene... Uh, yeah, immediately. Did. Immediately I was like, oh, okay, it's this, is it? Cause, yeah, I was like, what the Because I, I, I was in the mind of something completely different, and this opening scene happens, and I was like... Okay, this is not what I'm expecting at all. I, and then we go slip and then right into we slip where you to go, jet skiing. and you go, oh god! I know yeah, your brain must have been like, like, oh my god! I don't want to look at these. I mean, there was this awesome opening scene, the the credit title, "I Am Number Four, and then cut to young hot dudes 
and girls on the beach. And I was like, oh no, no, this is going to be... You, your thought was, I hate them already. I hope they all die. Yeah, literally. Because <laughs> everybody's too perfect. It's like, you know... And then we never revisit that no. again. And I mean, I realize the, that they the move on. Yeah, they move on, but they move on to something that's completely not that. It's just average, everyday... Apart from everybody being beautiful. Yes. Um, there are no fat school, kids in this school. You know? There's nothing. There are no fat No, even this the, the kid of... that's bullied is kind of a handsome-looking nerd. So it's like... But it does move on to a small-town kind of scenario. High school. But with supernatural occurrences. Well, you know, not supernatural. Otherworldly. Otherworldly, yeah. Um, but yeah... I, I had fun. I did too. And it's in the cheesiest way. Cause I like, felt like a little bit guilty sometimes. Yeah, thinking it's like, almost like really a guilty good. pleasure to like this. Yes. Because cause it plays like music that tugs at your heartstrings at exactly Constantly. the right places in this really, you know, kind of crappy way. But it's cool because you kind of like the music and it's like, you know... It's, and we've talked about it before, if you've never listened to one of the other 171 things that we've recorded, but... What I've discovered in my movie-watching career, life, it's not a career because I don't get paid for it, but is that if I care about the people, even one person who's going on this trip or going on a journey or making decisions or that I'm following the slice of their life, if I care even a little bit about what's going to happen, even if it's a little bit slow or even if it's a little bit expected, once I get, if, if the performer or the actor person or the dialogue is good anything can make me care about that person right as as soon as i do i'm hooked i'm like you know you can be hokey you can be weird but i'm i'm in and i liked the dude the character of him it took me a minute after the ski boating thing yeah they it, it's but then almost I did, like a, it's i didn't a care run. about deadwood guy but i did care and then the girl you know once you get over the sort of doughy eyed i'm a quirky girl who everybody thinks is weird yeah it's thing. a bit too late yeah, on. yeah exactly but i liked her in the end i yeah. liked her family it was a good scene it wasn't over the top it might be for some people but i was already hooked i already liked them both and so everything that follows the moment of me going like okay I like I like these people. I, I I'm interested to see where this story takes them. Then I can forgive a lot. And I guess I guess the problems I had when I said like it felt like a TV show. Actually, it did feel like a TV show, but it also felt like like a very expensive pilot to a TV show. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. like this was going to continue on the WB or whatever that kind of show, but. This was the this was the build up to what was going to happen, and then it would go on. You're not even going to give it to the Sci Fi Channel. <laughs> no, because I see it firmly as like a teen, very teenage focused, and so and at points I almost felt like I'm too old to be watching this. But then I just had to keep going. Okay, yeah, th- this is how teenagers are, and I'm not one. Yes, so there's a to- lot of the parallel of someone discovering who they are, and in this instance, having some powers, but. I've been going to some high school graduations lately, and it's all—it's parallel to that. You want to encourage young people, because after you've lived long enough, you're like, oh, God, life's going to beat you down. So, follow your dreams, and do what you can, and make the most of all of your abilities, and, and follow all these things, and you're really amped about it. And that's kind of what it's mirroring here, is this young man is just discovering these things about himself, you know. I, I love, so origin, kind of I love origin stories, and this is yeah. literally I Am Number Four's origin story. So, it could, if, if, 
you know, the few, if all other movies are to go by what I like, <laughs> this can only go downhill. If there's a sequel, it's probably not going to be as good, right? Because I always like the build-up. I like the I like him because he doesn't even understand what he's got. Like, so when he does get some stuff, and we don't even know, like when we yeah, watch, there's a real quick explanation. I'm like, wait, wait, I don't understand what you're talking. But about. what's really interesting when we watch something like Spider-Man, we, we already have all the preconceits. We know what he can do. We know he can fire webs. We know oh, he true. can climb up buildings. This guy, we have absolutely no idea. We don't know that he can do what he can do. We don't know if he can walk up a building or not, right? Yeah, when the light comes out of the palm of his hands, you're like, that is not really a power. It seems kind of handy. But then you learn more. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're like, I'm like the light. And I mean, the Iron Man can still. Is that light and... like radioactive? Does it? What does it do? But then you learn. It's basically just a flashlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. When you do learn what you can do, it's like, oh right, it's, you know. So because we don't know the rules of this universe, we haven't read the book. So True. That, I think that's what yeah, I, I do about. like. That. I do like that about it because I have no idea what to expect. I didn't know. I didn't know what he could do. I don't do, know if it was going to all of a sudden flip over and then it's going to be like, there's an, is it on WB or Sci-Fi or something? There's a town um, where all these weird, crazy, weird shit happens all the time, but it's like a small town and it's like a secret testing government something or other. It's kind of like Men in Black is hidden in this little town. That Warehouse 13. No, 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 before that even. But hmm. I thought, oh, is it going to turn into that where like everybody's something or other or whatever, but... It, it wasn't. And this had um, good bad guys. Very good bad guys, my God. And I the love bad guys them. had a good pet. <laughs> yes, oh my God. <laughs> really good. Those crawl, paw things <laughs> like were like... bats uh, slash beasts. Dragons? Slash, yeah, it's crazy. That, that got my mind of one of my recommendations even. Because the dragony thing. And then the dog. There's just, a sense of humor to the whole thing yes. also. Because it was never like completely serious. So, apart from some of Timi- Timothy Oliphant's delivery. He was trying to be yeah. too serious. Like You know, he's not good. I don't um, care. I mean, he was fine in Deadwood, but let's face it. All he had to do was be intense. I like him in The Girl and Next do this Door a lot. as well. Yeah, but he was the same. He was, really. He was supposed to be in the dick. <laughs> but, um... Oliphant, let's be honest. Let's everybody... He felt like the old person in the movie. Put up like, our well. hands and say, Oliphant is not great. He's compelling sometimes, but... I mean, I'm sure all these young actors were in awe of him, because he was the... Deadwood guy. The old guy on the... the I mean, the, the seasoned actor on the set, like, but... Um, yeah, but if they know what... They know. Hmm. But, yeah, <laughs> I can't say I didn't have fun. And, and the thing was, at the end... Um, without telling the end. Without telling the end, but... I mean, I mean, I was interested to see where everything was at going, and I wasn't disappointed. I'll put it that way. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the thing. Um, you know, it's not a cleanly wrapped up story, but I felt like I could watch these people again. If you get what I'm saying, like I wouldn't. If you said I, uh, if you said coming to theaters next year, I am number five or whatever it's called. So you did just basically tell the ending. <laughs> it's not wrapped up, and it could be a sequel. You don't know what happens. So, um, if if the next one's called I Am Number 42, or I Am... There's only nine. No, I'm saying I Am Number 42 would be I Am Number 42, wouldn't it? Get what I'm saying? Right. It's not 42, though. They can't be. There's only nine. No, I'm... I'm, It's it's a joke. (laughs) If it was called I Am Number 42, it would look like I Am Number 42. But anyway, maybe it's called I Am Number 5. But... Well, I'm saying, you skipped over number five. Well, I'm saying if if that movie came out, I wouldn't be like, oh god, not another one of those, because I actually want to know what happens. 
I don't care what happens, and um, I wasn't going to say that it was open-ended, because I feel like that does give away the ending, but you've already done it. And you did tell people to turn off if they didn't want to end the spot. Yeah, but still, you can't just tell them everything. But whatever. I don't care about any more of it. it I'm not not compelled. If it comes out, I'm very skeptical that it would be of the same... If we think this is a certain quality that isn't top-notch, but it's a little bit on the shaky TV slash... Piloty. It does feel very much but, like but a, a TV sequel show. sequel is only going to be to cash Maybe in. Maybe a TV show. And it won't get better. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So. But yeah, that was the only problem I had. It was just, um, it had this TV show quality. Sometimes. Like, sometimes. Some of it was way over a TV show. I mean, like, a special effects and stuff were great. Um, but yeah, it did have this amateur dramatics almost, like a... No, no, no. There's a different level of quality on They TV. were well done. I mean, the people did a fine job, but I think what was expected of them, what was pulled out of them, was that sappy, brooding, I'm a teenager falling in love, I'm a teenage girl who's on her own little quirky track, I'm the nerdy boy who all the bullies pick on, I'm the bully. Very stereotyped, but with just a little bit of a twist on each one. You know, I can, I can forgive it once I care about the people, or I care enough to dislike someone. Sometimes, even a bad guy who's a total asshole, if I don't find something like slightly interesting or compelling about that actor or something, then I don't care. But this guy, the guy even the bad guys, I was really it's, um, interested in. It's also, um, like... Oh, I can't explain it. It's, it's the bad guy. Like, you hate... You know, the bully. Like yeah. Biff in Back to the Future. Yeah, exactly. You, you've got a thing. It's it's very... It's super stereotypical. But, but it's real. It's so it, real, yeah. it's not even I mean, funny. I don't have any basis of US school. Cause mm. I've never been to one, right? And everything... That, it's it's horrendous, US schools, to me. Because the only thing I base it on is, is movies, right? And every movie is the same scenes. It's lockers, hallways with lockers. This is my impression of schools. (laughs) Hallways with lockers. Different styles of kids, like pretty girls, nerdy girls, nerdy guys, rough-looking guys, um, and then jock-looking, and then people being bullied in the corridors. Uh, Or girls turning boys down, or boys being assholes to girls. That's my, literally my concept of American school. Is that correct? Very, very, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we're not quite so theatrical as no. in the movies, but there's, but think about... Is it like Greece? The schools, no. <laughs> there's not a singing <laughs> going on. But your schools are the same kind of people. It's not... It's they not, do, but it's very different. you got thugs. Yeah. Instead of football jocks, right? I mean, your football players are different type of athletes. They're not... It's just quite different. I mean, it's very... Very American? The stereotypical American... You've seen it a hundred times, right? Different movies. Thousands of times. Thousands of times. Yeah, I I mean, literally, I've seen it thousands of times. We've got Revenge of the Nerds. We've got... That's college, but the same concept. We've got Animal House. Again, college, but same concept. And even movies that are not those movies that are based like that. Just Just other movies that... Have a part that take Nightmare on Elm Street. Have a part that takes place in a school. <laughs> yeah, the school's stereotypical. Like this, there are long you know? hallways with lockers. Yeah. Yes. So um, that's what my. What are your schools like? Let me think. No, don't tell me. Let me think. Do can I remember? Can I drum up an image of 
Harry Potter. Okay, Harry Potter. I know it's fantasy. <laughs> I know that you don't have talking paintings on the walls, and you don't have stairways that move around. I, I realize this. You're very wrong. <laughs> so let me think for a minute. Um, son of Rambo. He was sitting in the hallway in trouble. Yeah, that's pretty okay. much like our schools. It's like our school. Long hallway. Yeah, but it's not Classrooms. quite the same. There's something very. The whole th- picture I get for you know the school buses the. The There's kids... lots of lots of movies of, of American movies that have kids going in and out of the entrance of a high yeah, school. Lots where there's lots of kids, and you see all Paris the different Bueller. stereotypes. Yeah, you see all the types. You see the big door in the stairway. You have the school buses. You, you all your very different. Your kids don't all wear school uniforms like our yeah, kids. Yeah, right, so right. They don't, our kids all look like Harry Potter. Your kids all look random, like different Like things. Americans with the school jackets. Those and jackets the... with the leather arms and the big letter on them and stuff. You know, it's. That's my picture of American kids at school. It's very, it's really similar to Craig. Um, I'll explain a little more about a high school later in the in the show, um, just to illustrate our point. So let's move on to the uh, cast of uh, I Am Number Four. We've got Alex Pettifer as John. I actually really liked him. I did too. I don't know who he is, never seen him before. Never saw him. Uh, Another credit to this movie, because I didn't know what it was about, and I didn't know many of the people in it, apart from Timothy Elephant. You know, I I wasn't familiar with these girls or boys or anybody. Um, But I think they all did. I think he did a fine job. He did a good job. They all did a good job. I think uh, Timothy Elephant was the next one up. I don't think they were expected to be any... There was no grit. There's no depth. It's pretty vanilla, kind of, like it. But there's yeah. enough uh, there's enough gets in both of the main teenage kids that I liked. Timothy Oliphant as Henry. Yeah, he's kind of the what would you like? He's. I just want him to perpetually be the sheriff from Deadwood because that's the only time I've ever found him to be really compelling. What is he in this? I mean, oh, he's a what protector. Is or yeah, a, he's something. like a warrior who comes to protect he's a hacker. this guy. He can he can, <laughs> yeah, he can erase JPEGs he's from people's. In, man. You know, you know, it's interesting. He can erase JPEGs. From people's browser cache. Now, which is there's no explanation for his technology, but no. I didn't care. I loved it. I love that he's right there scouring. There's the no explanation constantly. for his technology, but he's been to the Apple Store. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of cameras. <laughs> Whatever cameras, those are hardcore outdoor yeah. cameras. Everywhere. Wireless. But the thing is, I like that. I did. Someone didn't have to sit me down to me and talk to me about the technology. It just was what it was, and I have to assume that. They come from a place with a high level of technology, and that's fine. I don't need any he, other explanation. And he's like John's keep, keeper, lookout, or whatever. And Protector, I, yeah. I really liked that he used, um, I always feel like somebody's watching. <laughs> yeah. As the um, ringtone on John's phone. He cause. said, I'm going to call you every hour, and you have to answer. And he was like, every hour? Yeah. And then the ringtone was that. Um, Teresa Palmer is number six, Australian actress. She's good. She, they, I feel like the director kind of tried to sex her up a little too much. I know she's not supposed to be a teenage girl, but close to that, yeah. right? Because they're in the same age group. I did like it when she turned up. You didn't? No, I did. I did. Um, the action sequences were really good. It's just that I wanted her to, to tone it back just fact, a the bit. the film got The really, tough girl thing, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it would in a future one, because, like, she'd open up a bit. But she, I mean, she doesn't get much... She just does action scenes in this, mm-hmm. pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. She barely... Talks much. She does an action scene near the beginning that's kind of cool, and then she does a bunch of action at the end, right? That's what she is. Yeah. In. So there's no character development on her, really. She just shows up, and you kind of understand who she is, and yeah. then she kicks ass, right? So, like I say, maybe she'd unfold later. Um, then we've got 
Diana Agron as Sarah. She's the love interest mm-hmm. of John. She's good too. I mean, she's fine. There's no, there's no, um, there's nobody who makes you go like, oh god, they're like yeah. dragging everybody. Out. Nobody at all. There's not one moment, not even in the little family sequence where these little peripheral cape people come around. The, the bully's dad was good. The the guys, the comic book guy who's, you know, the conspiracy theorist guy, they were good. You know, all these people who are on the screen for maybe one or two minutes. And yet everybody was quality. The bullies, all of them were good. There was no, like... In fact, the worst thing, acting-wise, was the opening and closing voiceovers by the main guy. The way they had him read the little voiceover. yeah. yeah. Just that to, was like just a bookend. It was really awful. It was not necessary either, was it? No, and it, I mean, I don't, I don't even blame him. I blame whoever listened to him and chose those. But other than that, I think everybody did a good job. Um, then we've got Jake Abel as Mark, who plays the asshole guy, um, mm-hmm. the bully. He's a pretty good, good bully. He makes I thought a good, was a good bully. bully. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I put Patrick Sabes as Kevin, who's the young. Um, no, Kevin's the bad guy. Sam is the boy. The yeah, boy. Catherine, Patrick Sabes is Kevin. So he's the... Which one? Which bad guy? Isn't he the main bad guy? Absolutely not. Not the, the bully. Big, big dudes. Yeah. No, he's not. They called him Kevin. Are you talking about the big seven foot dude? Yeah. No, it's not him, because I looked at the pictures. Right. It's a young dude. Don't know who that is, because Sam is the nerdy boy. And he's good too. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin. Yeah, I put him down because I, I, I looked at his face on IMDb. I was like, oh yeah, I put him down. Yeah, he's Young not... dude. Don't know who he is. <laughs> he's good though. Because I know who he is, but I don't know what he is in the movie. <laughs> Kevin. He's he's one of the main guys. Like That's hilarious. Literally, he's literally one of the we main guys. We named all the main guys. Unless I just wrote Kevin wrong. Maybe it's Sam. Sam was the guy's name. Um, directed by DJ Caruso, who also directed Eagle Eye, Disturbia, which I actually liked Disturbia. It was one of Shia LaBeouf's. It was very dark. Yeah, and I actually liked that movie. Mm-hmm. I had the spirit kind of of this movie, like a teen thriller that teenagers would love. Music, you know, cool characters, and like a... Polished kind of and... Yeah, kind of like this, really. But, yeah. you know, a different genre. Darker. Yeah, Way a different darker. Genre, yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. I, there are no I liked aliens it. in that one. No, but then I, then he did Eagle Eye with Sheila Buff again, and uh, I didn't like it at all. I mean... It was poor. Um, he also did Taking Lives. Oh, yeah. With um, Angelina Jolie. And Two for the Money, which I actually quite enjoyed Two for the Money. That was the um, gambling one with Matthew McCona- McConaughey and Oh, yeah, I saw that one. It's really good. It's, it's, it's a good... I saw it on HBO one night when it was on. I, I really enjoyed it. So, you know... A mixed bag, then. Yeah, mixed bag, definitely. Um, but he's capable of quality stuff. It's just... I don't know. He's not got a... None of those movies are stunning, are they? It's just... You know, alright. They're just yeah. money makers, let's be honest. He gets a budget to make a movie that'll sell tickets and DVDs. Hmm. hmm. There's not a lot of meaning in them, is there? Not really. He's very superficial. Like a... Okay, Kevin Smith is one of those people that he sort of... Or even even uh, Lucas, right? They sort of romanticize things about youth and emotions and angst and yeah. the struggles of being young and life, and you know. And then they sort of amp it up, and that's that's how I think of this guy and how he does movies. You know, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in things that is very movie. 
and not gritty life. Right. It's based on something in real life, but it's polished up. Yeah, it's definitely super polished. You know, like I said earlier with the music and the visual, you know, the um, visuals are all done by Industrial Light and Magic. I, th- I think the actual special effects were really cool. Yeah, there were a couple shaky moments. There were, but there were some really good, really good, really yeah. good ones too where you're like, wow, that is pretty, I've never seen that before. There was some things well, in the Well, the worst end. shot at all was him next to the train as the train's going by. Did you notice that the whole train kind of... No, not really. There was no train, I'm sure. I mean, there's a train and there's right. them. And they supposed to splice them together. And it just was weird. It was like they were totally... Well, some of the creature effects were really good. I mean, uh, there's some crazy stuff going on at the end. And um, the dog's like... Bleh, yeah. Bleh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, um... Yeah, we should mention there's also a dog. Yeah. Don't know his name, but he's pretty cool. And I'm not a dog fan, but that's a cute dog. Yeah, pretty cute dog. Um, so this is um, the Blu-ray disc. In terms of extras, it's a three-disc combo pack. So get a Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. Now, the extras, not very many, right? Um, that's okay, though. I wasn't really in the mood for extras. There's deleted scenes. Well, some people who are buying this might want some extras. And they might have loved this on the theatre and wanted all the behind-the-scenes stuff, and they're not really getting that. No. They're actually getting some deleted scenes, which I really enjoyed, because... Why? Yeah, why? There's one deleted scene that's worth the admission The deleted scene, that when you realise, you go like, what? Don't even... I don't yeah. even care if it's bad. Don't cut it out. But it wasn't bad as good. It no. has... It has Marion. Karen Indiana Jones. Yeah. The one scene in a really good role. It was really good. She did a fine job. It was like all he said was that she did, he didn't. There was no payoff for it later on. Well, then make. Oh, the scene. audience might be a bit confused by why. There's she, no confusion Why, why there's any point to her, like kind of thing. Don't think for me, dude. I'm telling mm. him it was fine, wasn't it? And all he had to do was make another scene with her later in the movie. He didn't even have to hugging make his scene. hugging her kid or something. You know what I mean? Like just wrap it up. Mm. But I mean to cut the whole thing out. And she did a good job. Like when she's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scene between Timothy Oliphant and her, and it's a good scene. I mean, it's worth seeing the, the, the deleted scenes just to see that scene. Um, and there are a few deleted scenes. There's actually a, a fun one that I liked with the Dairy Queen, which we yeah, all certainly is, but I actually like that scene too, and feel that the reason he said it wasn't in the movie, I didn't really care. I would have liked to have seen it, you know? Yeah, because if the kid's just discovering that he's got this thing he can do, what's yeah. one of the first things yeah, he's going to do thing you're is go do after is, the bullies and in, the a, bully. in sort of a secretive but big up-your-ass kind of way. way that you can walk away from it and laugh to yourself. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Yeah, I liked it. And I don't... You know, it was a big moment that they could have put in there. Um, and then there is also... It says, deleted scenes plus all the DVD bonus features. Oh, Okay. And the DVD bonus features are bloopers. Which was like what You know minute. what bloopers are. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, becoming number six is the only featurette. So And that was alright actually, that one was good. It was actually pretty good, but it's only about number six. Not about number four, not about anybody else. Just number six. So if you like number six, you um That's the girl. Yeah, the you blonde would, like, And I did like the featurette, because it did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. And showed her actually getting grabbed yeah. by one leg and flipped up in the air and flopped around when I thought that was all CGI. But yeah. nope, it was really her. Yeah, so... And and that is it for extras. That's... Um, so, yeah, it's not a chock full of extras, but like I said, I, I felt satisfied. I just... It was unusual to me that they would put a whole feature out on the girl, but nothing about the guy. Like, mm-hmm. nothing about him. Not No overarching, like, 
why we made this movie, what the novel it was based on, none of that. No, no commentary, nothing. no nothing. So it's kind of a bit weak in terms of actors. Maybe when they make their three movies and at the end of that they'll make a box set. Maybe. <laughs> but if you're I don't know they're making If you saw movies. this in the theaters at the beginning of the year, loved it and was hoping for like loads of backstory and commentaries and all not that doesn't happen here, so you know, just something to be aware of. Um so, in conclusion on the movie, um, I had fun. I did too. I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect it. to have fun. <laughs> and it's really weird because can, you can't base a book by its cover, or in this case a Blu-ray by its cover. Every week, I see the cover all week before we see the movie. And do you try to form an opinion? I don't, but automatically you do, don't you? Just, I mean, I, I, can, follow, I can look on Nook. I, I've got a Nook, um, which is an d- e-book. And I'll look on Nook store. And you can't buy a book by looking at covers. But if there's a cover that looks cool... Some people... Like, yeah, you will. Yeah, I, I, automatically in your head you're like, oh, that, that might be cool. But the cover's nothing to do with a book, is it? It's nothing. Hmm. I think I'm going to coin a phrase that goes something like this. You can't judge a book by its cover. That would be a good I'm one. making it up. Right now, right here, it's history being made. I want the world... I bet I bet right now, all over the world, people are saying it. <laughs> but yeah, every week I um, see your DVD cover. And this one in particular, I was like, I don't know what the hell this is. But, you know, there's some beautiful looking people on the front. <laughs> <laughs> that look kind of painted up a little yeah. bit, kind of fancy. Um, looks kind of glossy. I don't know what it is. Uh, it says Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah, you know Michael Bay. Um, so yeah, in fact, it yeah it says from the director of Disturbia and producer Michael Bay. So DJ Caruso doesn't get his name mentioned. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had fun. Um, it's it was a surprise superhero type movie that I didn't expect. Came out of nowhere. I like fantasy things. Um, but like if they're a, done in a way that makes me interested, and I was interested the whole time. Yeah, yeah. It's not flawless. I mean, no. uh, but you know what? Like I said before, if you get interested in the people, even the tiniest bit, and then if you don't know anything about the story, and you don't know what the ins and outs of it are, then you'll be compelled. It's actually really weird because I watched, you know, the opening sequence. The part that I said was cool. The opening sequence, the, the mm-hmm. very beginning, and then the jet ski sequence that follows that. When that jet ski, jet ski part happened, I literally thought, this is going to be a shit show. I'm going to hate this. Funny. And it never happened. So that is cool. Because at the end, I actually wanted a little bit more. So it's that's good. So I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Yep. We can recommend it. Good fight scenes. Yeah. And I'm not a fight scene person at all. And it's also suitable fight. for most people. I mean, it's not... It's no F words. It's not... No. Adult. No sex. I think... If you, There's some kissing and then the mom flips the porch yeah, light. It's quite funny. <laughs> There's some funny family moments in it. Yes, I like That's that. That's why I was kind of kind of saying, like, it might be something like, you know, Smallville, like on um, WB, which is like the, the story of Superman as a high school kid. It's a lot of that kind of thing. Like, you know, you've got this fantastical dude and then you've just got this normal life he's trying to fit into. So, And it's done in that kind of TV way. So if you like Smallville, maybe you'll like this. You know, but there again, you I don't, I don't know. Yeah, just you, let people you know, decide you, for themselves. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's similar. I've watched Smallville, and it's a similar vibe I get from it. Almost like they were trying to go for that. So, um, contest. Thanks to Disney for the Blu-ray release. Um, contest. You can see aschoolie.com and enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray review will be The Mechanic, starring Jason Statham. You like Jason Statham? Don't you? Sometimes. You think he's a hunk? I, st- I don't think he's a hunk at all. 
I like when he's throwing. Do you, do you the think woman he's like a fit in the Phil transporter? Mitchell. No, uh, in the transporter when he throws a woman is one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite fight scenes of all time because he picks her up and throws her at the bad guy. And I think not that I'm an advocate of throwing women around, but I mean he literally picks her up over his head and throws her at them, and, I, and they like throw her back. Woman and, is a weapon. It's that doesn't make him special. I'm just saying he's in one of those scenes, and um, he's got a little bit too much intensity for me. But for transporter, it works. Um, Did it work for Death Race? No. <laughs> I don't think so either. So he's one of those, I think he's a little bit overrated, and he has more potential than he's living up to. We'll see how he performs he's not living in up the to mechanic. Potential. So, yeah. Mechanic's just transporter, but a different kind of story. Come on. I don't know. I've not seen, don't know nothing about it. So, yeah, the mechanic. Movie recommendations this week. I am going to go, and the first one is a, is a movie, but it's not necessarily a movie. My first recommendation is The X-Files. Either the movies, which there are two of, or the TV show. Because, you know, The X-Files is actually quoted in this movie. They actually no, it isn't. He just mentions it. Get, that's what I'm saying. It's, isn't that what it means, quoted? No. The quoted will be like, they say something from The X-Files. He, he says something about the lone gunman. Yeah, he did. His he dad said, said it. No. Yes. He said, my childhood was one long episode of The X-Files. And then he said something about the long gunman later on when they sat there and those big dudes are interviewing them. Might have been in the deleted scene. Yeah, I don't remember that. But anyway, quote or not, <laughs> um, this yeah, does reference me. The X-Files, this movie. Uh, and, you know, it has some... If you took a little gloss off and picked off a few things it here could and be there, an episode. that the X Files Mulder and Scully could have come along in the aftermath to a high school. Yep, and been like, "What the hell?" Absolutely, We've got some ectoplasm over here. We got some. <laughs> it could. Um, so yeah, the, the Ghostbusters and the X Files together. And my other one is the Superman reboot, the one that just had, you know, like oh, three or four years that's ago. That's brave of you. People didn't like that Superman. I really liked it, and I don't know why people were down on it so much because. It was what I expected from a Superman. Like, you know, we've all lived... We live with saving the world every few minutes. We live with the Christopher Reeve Supermans. We love them. They're a bit out of date now. This was absolutely a, a, an update of it. And people were so down on the guy who played him. And I... Brandon Ruth. I, I really liked it. I thought... and they, But they ne- never carried it on. And now they're going to make another reboot of it with some other dude. And, you know, Do we have to call it a reboot just because other people do? Well, they're literally telling the origin story again. So, yeah. It's not a reboot. That's why you just make the same movie again, though. Because that one didn't go down too well. Let's just make it exactly. Let's make it again, but different. But with some new people. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll keep making it until people like it. Was Lex Luthor? It was really cool. I liked it. Um, So yeah, don't be down on that old that new (laughs) Superman because I think it's good. And my recommendations are because in this movie there are creatures that remind me of a dragon, and then there's a dragon that talks in this one movie that's also sort of a companion pal to a person, and that's Dragonheart. Not a great movie, not beautifully done, kind of corny. I think that is a love or hate kind of a thing, and I just kind of love it. It's weird and doing it Dennis Quaid and a, and Sean Connery's voice and smashed inside of a dragon. I'm trying to think and, of my uh, favorite dragon movie, but there isn't really many good ones, right? I didn't mind um, the one with Christopher... Reign of Fire. Christian, yeah, I didn't mind that one with McConaughey. And it's all right. It's not bad, though. It, I mean... What about Peach Dragon? What? Pete's Dragon. Never saw it. Disney film. Never saw it. Pete the Magic Dragon? No. Sorry, I Just cracked Pete's. my knuckles. And my yeah. other one is... Um, and this is her... This is going back to the 
a high school thing, and it's Jennifer's Body. Jennifer's Body. Now, I never thought that I would ever recommend a movie with What's-Her-Face in it. You love Jennifer's Body. I really did like it. And, and actually, Jennifer's Body does have the vibe of this, like the teen... Yeah. But more gritty and better. But still, um, when I'm watching Jennifer's Body, also I had the th- I had that feeling of you know, bitchy girls this- and bullies. Yeah, and, and this is how school goes down. And I am older than this, <laughs> so maybe this isn't exactly for me. But I'm still enjoying it. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep, totally. So yeah, they. But did- you like Napoleon Dynamite, and there's another high school movie where it's like the jocks and the nerds and the porkies and the. There's. Something to it. American School has to be like that if all the movies portray it like that. All of them. Like, there's never a movie that portrays it any differently. It's always the same. It really is. Yeah, I mean, you could, if you put a compilation of clips of people talking by lockers in corridors, <laughs> it's all the same. They would just have different clothes 70s, 80s, 90s. <laughs> but that, that letter jacket would always be the same. Yeah, that, You'd have the Happy Days letter jacket <laughs> all the way. That would be an awesome clip, wouldn't it? Yeah, just, just put together. Of, I'm sure somebody's done it, right? <laughs> Jocks Locker versus scenes. nerds in yeah. high school movies from America. Grease, somebody had dance. All right, so um, that's our recommendations. Games and Ace Scully stuff. This week I've been playing... Uh, One thing. Well, or two, two things. Two things. But <laughs> one thing, first thing, is L.A. Noire, which is um, Rockstar. Rockstar's new game, which I mentioned last week. You've seen some of L.A. Noire this week also. Um, what do you think of L.A. Noire? Uh, I only know what I've seen. And and it, let's explain. It's a cop. You're a cop in the 1940s, 1947 to be precise. Um, and you're... Working, working your different through. desks. Working from, like, being a rookie cop all the way up to being, like, in the, the vice squad or whatever. So you're going through all these different missions. Um, and there's a lot of corruption and there's crime and there's, you know, um, corruption and crime. <laughs> it's, it's, and there's, like, corruption, of course. Of- yeah, it's a it's a very different, unique game, I think. And do you like it? I really like it a lot. I, um... Have you played your daily dose? No, not today. But um, I think it's very good value for money game. It's probably 30, 40 hours, 50 hours if you could if you can do all the collectibles. There's collectibles and stuff. But um, it's it kind of set up like a TV show. Did you say if? Because you know you're going to do it. Yeah, it's kind of set up like a TV show. TV. Each um, episode lasts about two hours. Well, more like a movie then, really can sit and do an episode and it's a whole story in itself but like a season of a tv show some of the stories not all of them have an overarching thing that goes to the whole big story so yeah it's like watching a like you're pursuing a murderer but every couple of something will come back yeah so it's like watching a season of csi or something like csi is actually a good one to um compare to uh, not for the time period or anything but the investigation of its of it itself. I mean, I mean, you're not forensic, but it's investigating a crime scene in a rudimentary way, like grabbing all the somebody's yeah. body, and, um, finding all the clues, putting them in your notebook, trying to piece the clues together, interviewing people, and trying to trip them up and like tell them they're lying, and then finding a clue in your book that actually confirms that they were lying. So it's. You know, it's parts of all kinds of different It's not games. open-ended, like, um... Heavy Rain. Vice City and stuff. No, it's not that kind of game, actually. It's not where you can just go out and roam around and, like, you walk can. around. 
You can. There's a free roam mode. But you can't do it. Like, when you're on a mission, you can't just start walking around? Yes, you can, yeah. Yeah, you can. Some of the missions are time-sensitive, as in you have to get to a certain place by a certain time. But if it's not, if, if like they say, oh, go and investigate somebody's cafe or whatever, and there's no time, but, well, you can just go and do what you want. Go and look for the hidden parcels. Well, the hidden film reels in this game. They always put hidden something in Rockstar games. So um, uh, when are you going to do that after you finish all the missions? Yeah, there's 50 of them, and they're all actual film canisters of real movies like the Maltese Falcon. And you've How got many fan- have you found? Zero. Oh, zero. So really that'd difficult. be a good uh, accomplishment for you. Yeah, so um, the game itself, though, it uses a brand new technique that Rockstar have created called um, full-face motion capture, which enables, instead of the faces of the characters just being computer faces with bad lip-syncing, they're actually, it's the full performance of the actor, so it's like you get everything, like the winks, their eyebrows, their mouth actually matches the words for the first time ever really properly. Um it's quite amazing, I think, because you can look at the faces and you can... Actually, here's, here's one instance. We were playing. A guy walked in a room. It was a guy we knew from Heroes, Greg Grunberg. But we were like, whoa, that's him. And it, and it really is him. The whole thing, the nuances. The voice is him, yeah. The whole face, though, the nuance, the, the eyebrow lifting up, the whole thing, it's, you can absolutely... And if you implanted anybody into the game using this technique, you'd know immediately who they were, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Somebody, like, you put President Obama in there, you're like, whoa, that's President Obama, exactly him. So, amazing thing. Um, it's video projected onto onto a skeleton. Right. But it looks good during the game. And it, the way their bodies move isn't great, let's be honest. I mean, it's real janky sometimes. I actually think it's a step ahead of... GTA in terms Maybe, of animation. but if you're not a person who watches those all the time and then you're just watching it like I do, it's like the faces when they're talking are like years ahead of how their bodies have that weird... Yeah, yeah. Like, obviously <laughs> I'm sure you know what that means when I go... Obviously, yeah, they spent a lot of money on this face technology. And it's... The face technology is fantastic and it adds to the game. Um, I can't even imagine now... Yeah. Them not using it. If if Grand Theft Auto Five comes out and it's not got faces that are as good as this, they just go back to not, it'll, it'll be kind of feel like a step backwards. It's almost like oh wow, you've created something that you have to use now. Yeah. Because people will be like, whoa, how, how you did the faces in that game was how they need to be done. Um, I think the game's top quality. I think everything about it, the actors they've chosen, the voice acting. Um, what else? The driving is good. You know, it's 1940s cars that aren't usually that exciting to drive, but they made them a bit more peppy. Like, they're a bit faster than the ones in Mafia. Um, there's... I, I found out that I can't really read people properly, like in real life. Yeah, Somebody's... Yeah. Your real personality comes out because you're Mr... Oh, I'm pretty sure he's telling me the truth, or I have no reason not to believe him. And I miss... Don't believe anything anybody says. So when you get the option that they're telling the truth... You should doubt them, or they're lying. I always say, doubt them. And you always go, well, I don't know. I think they're telling There's the actually truth. Been you one, do that over and over. There's been one character in the whole game, right, who I interviewed this lady, and she seemed like she was telling the truth. And in the past, that bit me in the ass, because I, it, it was, no, they were not telling the truth. You just thought they were. And this one lady, 
I was like, yeah, you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth. You're telling the truth. I got four out of four. She told the truth the entire time. I was like, yeah, nice. That was one instance. rest of the time, you have to doubt people a lot. Because mm-hmm. obviously they're criminals. They're hiding something. They're... And you don't doubt people, which amazes me. And I doubt yeah. everyone. But so. I've learned, and in my last case that I did, I did particularly well. And that was because I... You know, you can't just doubt everybody because you'll be wrong sometimes. I mean, sometimes they do tell the truth. You saw an interview mm-hmm. yesterday where two of them were lies and one was the truth. You know, one was a... Sh- so y- you really have to look at them. You can look at the face for as long as you want, though. I like the way they do it. They give you a question. You ask the guy the question. It gives you the three choices. Truth, lie, or doubt. And you can look at his face for 50 minutes. You know, you can look at him for 60 minutes if you want. Just look at his face. And they've animated him so everyone's... Well, they'll sit there for a minute, or for a few seconds, and then they might look down at the floor or roll their eyes or cross their arms or do something where all of a sudden... Or gulp. They're irri- yeah, or um, the one guy started moving his mouth like his mouth was drying up. Yeah. But this was several seconds after you... So if you had just instantly tried to tag him. Yeah. But if you watch how they start to behave, they they throw in a few mannerisms there that are supposed to help you. But And that's where this face capture comes in because if there was not this face capture and it was just general um, graphics like you've seen before, they wouldn't have been able to pull off all those nuances because this face capture is so accurate I'd noticed. Do you know in real life when your lips stick together, when mm-hmm. you op- when sometimes when you when you close yeah. your mouth and open them, they kind of it even captures that obviously because it's capturing what the real person does. So it's so that uncanny, uncanny valley thing what they talk about. Even though that's there a little bit because their eyes aren't yeah hundred percent right. Dead doll eyes. It's light years. Eyes ahead. that kind of <laughs> do this, like the eyes are fixed straight, but when the head turns, the eyes just. But stay. it's still light years ahead. I mean, to yeah, actually yeah. an actor walk in and you say, oh, "I know that actor," I can. That's him. Like it's his voice, it's his face, it's everything about him. Even the body, it's it's excellent. So, highly recommend it. But I think if you think it's a GTA game, you'll be disappointed with it because it isn't that. It's not shooting. In fact, you can't take out your gun. Um, if you, yeah, I saw you shoot somebody. You can shoot people if the mission calls for it. But if you're in the free roam mode, you've got a gun, but you cannot use it. There's no button to use it. it it's, there's no point in using it. You're a cop. Why would you be going around shooting people randomly? Or steal no, cars. You can take cars off people because you say police uh, matter and then take a car, right? So you can jack cars, but you're taking them. You're not beating people. No, up. they hold the badges up. You can't knock people down the street, though, because you've knocked down the reporter. <laughs> the reporters, like, flail over, and then he gets up and there's blood on the ground, but the guy's fine. It's yeah. a, little bit, a little bit dodgy there, but. But I was just playing with the game there, just seeing what I could do. But I, I recommend it. It's it's a great story so far. In fact, the revelation we had last night, I won't say, but it took a corner yeah. that I didn't think it was going to take. You know, something happened where I was like, wow, yeah, they're surprising me with the story too. And the story's quite complicated. Good. Um, and Are you pa- going to do one afterward then? Yeah, possibly. And partially, parts of the um, story, uh, if you're into the Black Dahlia um, killer, it's around that... It's a funny way to put it. I mean, if you like that... If you like that movie, or you like that era of... Noir? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you, like, if you like the movie Zodiac, for instance, those kind of... Um, in fact, Zodiac's very much like... Even though Zodiac takes place in the 70s, 
the pace and style of Zodiac is a lot like L.A. Noire. It's, it's that... Somebody pro- stringing them along. And, and that like- procedural, like, pu- like, kind of mundane police work that you see. Like, ju- you know, just them, like, seven even. Where it, You're where making it sound really compelling. The mundane police. Well, you You're do doing a lot of mundane police. You work. do do a lot of mundane police work, and I. There's no paperwork. No, but I admire them for some of the things that you have to do, and some of the stuff is like Heavy Rain, a game that I raved about last year that I loved, where I said, "In Heavy Rain, you have to brush your teeth. That's a gameplay mechanic. How can that be interesting?" But because it's never done, been done before, when you're doing it, you're like, "Wow, this is freaking amazing. Why has nobody thought of like having a shave in a game or brushing your teeth?" In this game, there is also instances where I'm like, you've never really had to do this mundane stuff like this. But it actually adds to the character. I feel like, oh, okay, this guy does wake up and do this. and So I recommend it. It's L.A. Noir. It's probably a million seller already, I imagine. Oh, more than that, because um, it's Rockstar, you know. It's not actually Rockstar. It's Team Bondi. It's another team. Do you remember a game on... Cheat. Do you remember a game on the PS2 called The Getaway? Mm-hmm. I loved it about London London gangsters. His wife and kid were kidnapped in the area. actually made by the people who made that. They used to be called Team Soho when they were in London, but they all moved to Australia and now they're Team Bondi. So And Rockstar own it. Rockstar bought the studio and then published the game. If you get what I'm saying. All the Rockstar games are made by different teams. There's Team North, you know, they have different people. So um yeah, I recommend it. The other game, just briefly uh, Sega Rally Online Arcade. It was the um, Xbox Live Arcade game of the week this week. It's Sega Rally. I love Sega Rally. Um, but I wouldn't recommend you buy this because there was... Well, take this into consideration. There was a game called Sega Rally Revo on the Xbox 360. If you already own that game, don't buy this game on the Xbox Live Arcade because it literally is portions of that game made into a... Xbox Live game. Right. I was a bit disappointed with that because I already played Sega Rally Revo. And I got this. And then I was like, I've played all these tracks. They're the tracks out of Sega Rally Revo. But they've added an online capability. It doesn't really make it much better. So that's a quick one. Uh, Games that are coming out this week. Tuesday, Dirt 3. I will be playing Dirt 3. I love Dirt. It used to be the Colin McRae games. But obviously we know Colin McRae has passed away. Now it's Dirt 3, um, it's a rally game, I'll talk about it next week. Sid Talk, what's for dinner? What, nothing? We've had our dinner. Oh, we already had we our had dinner. We had our dinner, we did it in reverse because we I were feel hungry. Because I got up this morning, went to a graduation, we, are you hungry? Well, I'll give you some cookies. Um, we had Jimmy John veggie sandwich, and you had some poppet chips. They're my favorite chips, um. Pop chips. <laughs> You've had them twice. Pop chips, salt favorite. and vinegar flavor. Right. And I had pirate booty along with my veggie sandwich. Pirate booty is chips also. They're not chips. Calm puffs It's like corny, cheesy poof things. And uh, we got some Oreos that are covered with some chocolate. And that's it really because I... Now I'm going to segue into my list of things, which is one thing. Today I went to my nephew's high school graduation. And you were talking about high schools. Um, he went to a high school... Now, I've been to various high school graduations in my life. I've been to my nieces. They both went to schools where there maybe were 50, 60, 70 graduates. I've been to college graduations where you might have 150. My graduating class was 48. Last week, I went to one with 53. Get a pattern. Well, I'm not from big school here. I'm not from big schools. Today, there were 21. That's crazy. That was the whole graduating class. 
the gym had no air conditioning. And it was a small, like, if you're talking about what your image of a high school is, that's what this school is. And I loved it. I think it's it was like, if I had children and if I had the means and I could separate the things I don't like about small towns, and it's not just small towns, but I grew up in a small town, so I focus on that, but the kind of closed-mindedness and stuff, if I could rip all that out, like, pluck it out like a cancer... And then let my kids grow up in a place where there are only 21 graduates. The teachers know every single person. A lot of the kids have gone there their whole entire lives. Everybody knows everybody. And in this class, every single kid, from what I could tell, got a scholarship of some kind or some other achievement or some other thing to go to college with. If it was a local scholarship or they all applied for scholarships. My nephew got a couple to go to the college in the town nearby us. Um, one kid... The valedictorian, of course. And, you know, you can say, well, 21 people, valedictorian, big deal. No, 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 no. This is a kid who, they still even grade, okay, most schools now grade on this 4.0 grade average. And a lot of people, American people, will know what I'm talking about. That's how all of your grades average out and you, uh, you know, 4.0 is the highest. And then you kind of get ranked in there. It's it's figured out. I don't know the math of it, right? But that's the scale. 4.0. So a lot of kids, like the other graduations I've been to recently, if you got a 3.8 or a 4.1, because in the course of your studies, you can get a higher grade, you know, by doing extra courses or extra coursework or whatever, or you just, you fucking rock as a student, right? This school still goes on the 11 point grade average, which is what I went, when I was in school, that's what we had. And it's same principle, but just different number. The valedictorian guy had a 12.0, which... Then they start reading off all of his scholarships. He got, he has available to him, if he chose, over like, it seemed about $250,000 worth of scholarships. You know, like this, like he applied everywhere, basically. You know, his, whoever, his mother or whoever, teachers said, look, you, you've got perfect grades all through high school. You've achieved everything. He has loads of other awards. And so we're going to apply for any college that you might even possibly want to go to. Right. We want to send off an application to to your to scholarships there, right? And he got them from all different places. One was for sixty nine thousand dollars. One first for well, they just 000. give you a check for that money. They will pay. What it is is if you go there, then everything's paid for. They pay for your room. Those really big ones, the really big amounts. There's the stipulations you have to do a certain. Yeah, some of them. Yeah, like my niece got full ride scholarship for four years to right. the college, you know, here in Columbia, and that meant throughout her courses yep. she had to maintain a. Grade point out, you know, the top grade. Oh, Or then you don't get the next year paid for. Wow. Um, Yeah, there's pressure, but then it was clear. It was like, holy crap. And if anybody, like, downgrades that because they turn around and go, well, you went to school with 21 students, big deal. No, it doesn't matter. Because, I mean, he obviously overachieved like crazy. And, like, everybody got. But it just seemed like, you know, it was, I don't want to say quaint because that sounds insulting, but... If I had my choice, that would be, I think, the kind of school I would want my kids to go to. It just seemed, you know, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I'd want that little school plunked right next to, like, everything that we have available to us, 24-hour grocery stores, which they don't have there. Um, well, it's about 20 minutes away, but right. still. So that was very fun, and I was very proud of my nephew. He hasn't had, he hasn't made it easy for himself in the last four years of his high school, and, um, you know, he's... 
we'll see where it goes. He got a scholarship, and he's applied to and been accepted to a college. And I think that if he got out and got some sole responsibility for himself, let's see how that goes. You know, where you're kind of on your own. When you go to college, generally you're... You're way more. You have to be way more independent. You either um, fuck up big, big time or you do well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was kind of middle of the road. I screwed up my first semester. I never did well. I never graduated. I mean, it's from pretty college. easy to when when you're not supervised anymore. Yes. It's pretty easy to go off the rails. Isn't it? Correct. So we will see. You know, that's life, though. You either do it or you don't. My niece Chelsea has just like a couple of classes left, and that's it. And then she's done with her college. Finally, it's been a long time. Ashley, of course, went and college program. I mean, a computer programmer now. She's been out of school a couple of years, so you know, I liked uh, I liked the whole process. I took loads of pictures. I got up, you know, on the stage, kind of off to the side behind the people, and took pictures of the audience, and it was good. I liked it. So there you go. And I have another graduation to go to next week, maybe depending on the weather. Who's that? That's Cindy's daughter. Don't know. My friend Cindy's daughter. Right? No, you don't know. I you don't know went to that already. That was a prom. Oh. <laughs> I went to prom. I didn't go to prom. I went to the day of prom. Right. I'd planned to go visit my friend that day anyway. It just happened to be the day of her daughter's prom, senior prom, and then graduation will be next week. And I just like spending the day with my friends, so it's a good excuse. We'll see. All right. So is that the end of the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? Yes. I mean, is that everything you got to say? <laughs> yes, I think so. I'm tired, so maybe I'm missing something very, very important. No, I think the thing that's it. Meaning of life, you don't have that. I have the meaning of life. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it is. Nice. All right, then. So I want to remind you about our website, saysculley.com, sitto.com. You can catch us both on Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the RSS feed. Just go to saysculley.com, click on the word podcast in the top left-hand corner. <laughs> and... Is it still the top left? Yeah. yeah, listen to all the shows there on the page or subscribe in anything you like because we've got an RSS feed. You can also go on the iTunes Music Store. We're on there too. We're world, world internationally known. <laughs> yeah, probably. We're known to rock the microphone. <laughs> so Rock me on my days. Rock no. me on my days. Rock me on my days. You can email feedback to me at aschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschool